Welcome to the CPA's daily audio update about COVID-19. My name is Eric. I'm the communications officer at the CPA, and I'm joined today by Dr. Brent McDonald from Calgary. Dr. Brent McDonald. I'm a registered psychologist in Calgary, Alberta, and uh, registered in Alberta, PEI, and the Northwest Territories. Are you providing <coughs> remote psychological help to people in Northwest Territories? Uh, no clients yet, uh, but we haven't actually... I've uh, done much marketing up there to let them know that we're available, but, but we are uh, doing uh, online sessions uh, through video uh, through Alberta and uh, Prince Edward Island as well. How has this affected you personally, all this uh, isolation and lockdown? Well, it's actually been interesting. Um, you know, I the, the practice I have, I'm at a number of different schools in different locations in front of any given day, uh, plus managing my own private practice. And being homebound means I'm not in the schools, I'm not at my office, I'm not in these different locations, which, I mean, the first noticeable difference is, wow, the uh, the travel time has dropped significantly, which has been uh, really good. Um, and uh, I have, a, for example, a stepson in grade 12. He's uh, doing the online learning thing, doing pretty well with that. So just kind of making adapt- adaptations to the ongoing changes. Uh, but I think just like anyone else in Canada right now, um, you know, it's kind of a wait and see pretty much across the board in all areas, um, both in terms of professional practice, um, you know, financial considerations, all those sorts of things. I want to talk about uh, anxiety, uh, specifically uh, the anxiety people are feeling in various situations, uh, primarily just being at home isolated. How does that increase the anxiety that people are feeling? Well, there's a couple of ways uh, that, that people are being impacted by this in terms of just the isolation part. Um, and I can speak primarily for adolescents, but I think this is true for most of us, even as adults, is that a lot of our, um, a lot of the resources we use to help us deal with anxiety and cope with anxiety, for example, exercising, going to a gym, uh, socializing, being with other people, uh, going for coffee with friends, uh, you name it, those things are all off the, the, the menu right now. So we don't have access to those um those resources that we would typically use to help us with anxiety management. Now, on top of that, we also have the uh, stressors of financial concerns. We have and uncertainty around employment. We have um, a bit of cabin fever that starts to set in with any given family, <clears throat> excuse me, in which, um, you know, uh, people who live together for, for a long period of time are finding it really tough to find breaks in, in the run of a day um, so that we're constantly exposed to each other. And what might have been you know, kind of a, a minor annoyance uh, six weeks ago has now become uh, an issue of, of major significance and, and completely out of proportion to the actual uh, stressor itself uh, or conflict source itself. So, for example, you're seeing I'm hearing from different families about, you know, these massive fights over uh, doing the dishes or who's making supper or those kinds of things that really hadn't been in place before. So, unfortunately, what happens is we're losing some of those uh, escape mechanisms, um, for lack of a better phrase, or anxiety coping mechanisms that uh, that we had used in the past. And you know, on the upside, though, we are trying to find new ways to to adapt to this situation as well. well and I find that I'm I'm keenly aware uh, in my job as communications at the CPA. I'm sharing mm-hmm. stories a lot about uh, you know COVID nineteen and about coping mechanisms and about anxiety. And the one thing that most psychologists are saying is try to consume less media about COVID-19 and that Mm -hmm. will help you in the long run. Uh, But I'm keenly aware that I'm 
constantly inundated with media about COVID-19 as I share the strategy to consume less of it. Exactly. And, and even us having this conversation, we're sharing information about COVID-19 um, and, you know, our reaction to it. The recommendation that, you know, a lot of psychologists have made, I've made myself, has been, you know, try to limit our, our intake to maybe one or two checkpoints a day, um, which under nor- normal circumstances, which this isn't, uh, would be doable. You know, you would check in the morning before you go to work and you would check perhaps around supper time, uh, kind of the evening news kind of thing. Um, but we're home all the time and we have access to our technology, we have access to our devices, and it's hard not to pop onto Twitter and just see what's happening. And then, you know, 45 minutes later or an hour later, um, we've fallen down a rabbit hole. So it's we're trying to provide the best advice at the worst possible time, I guess, is what it comes down to. It's kind of a juxtaposition of, um, you know, we're, we're working really, really hard to say, let's limit our consumption of negative uh, media, be it social media or uh, popular media. Um, but at the same time, we have all sorts of time and flexibility to engage in exactly that. And I find, too, that... Uh... You know, a lot of the time here, we're mostly okay. My wife and my son, we're pretty all right. But the one time that they get really anxious is when I go out to do groceries. And we're trying to do it, you know, mm-hmm. once every two weeks. And we're trying to keep it at a mim- minimum. Uh, but when I'm leaving the house to do that, that's when their anxiety rises. Yeah, and I think that's pretty common. I know I had a, a physician's appointment the other day and had a mask and gloves and, you know, sunglasses and all sorts of things. I, I went in and I felt like a bit of a bandit. Uh, just going to a doctor's office. Um, but certainly there was stress at home around, well, there's no other stops. You know, there's, you know, don't stop for groceries. We don't need them. You know, uh, it, it's, again, these, these things that we would do without even thinking six weeks ago. And this is the remarkable thing. Six weeks ago, we wouldn't even, this conversation wouldn't be happening. We wouldn't even be thinking about, you know, going to the grocery store or, you know, stopping off to pick up dry cleaning or whatever it might be. Now those are major life decisions. Um, but here's the cool thing is that, you know, as, as, you know, human beings, we're very, very adaptive. So we can kind of, um, you know, even again, like I said, six weeks ago, a lot of this was unthinkable, but we've adapted to it. This is normal now. And, you know, within the period of six weeks, we've gone from, I'll just stop the grocery store on the way home from work to, I haven't been to work in six weeks and we're doing grocery runs every two to three weeks. Um, and that's normal. Yeah. It's a weird kind of normal. And I, I guess, too, uh, because you're doing groceries so seldom, uh, for me, I get most anxious only when I get to the grocery store and I see how different it is from what it has been up until six weeks ago, right? That everybody is spaced apart and they've got all the you know, check marks outside to stand on the check mark and make sure that you stay be- you know, mm-hmm. as far away from the person in front of you as you can, and then you wait to get in. And, you know, it's, uh, that I find creates, that's the one time that I feel anxious is when I have to stand in that line and then go inside and try to make it as quick as I can, but still buy two weeks worth of groceries, right? <laughs> exactly. And the, I mean, the interesting there, or interesting thing there is that we've spent our entire lives, you know, uh, just going to the grocery store. And I mean, I know we're picking on grocery store shopping here as, as kind of an example, but it's such a daily kind of thing that, you know, we need to draw our attention to now. So yes, the environment has changed. The first time I went for groceries after this whole thing, uh, there was no pasta on the shelves. There's no pasta sauces. Uh, there was no milk. Um, obviously toilet paper was, was just, you know, forget about it. Right. Um, but 
now that's just that's kind of what you anticipate when you go to the store and just, I mean, living in Calgary right now um you know the nearest analogy would be the the flood from a couple of years ago when I remember going to the grocery store and, and you know bottled water for example was really hard to find but that was a temporary thing like that was over the sake of a day or two um this and I think this is probably the, what causes me the most anxiety is that and a lot of Canadians um is that there's no end to this like we have no sense of when this is going to um, return to any kind of normality and on the upside though again you know this is an opportunity too that you know what might be normal um, or what might have been normal six weeks ago may never be part of our normal normal ever again and that's not a bad thing necessarily i mean it forces us to look at our consumption patterns it forces us to look at our relationships Lucas, and you've seen this on social media all, all sorts of times, uh, people saying, um, you know, with, with remote uh, working situations, how many meetings um, could have been held over email or by, by video conference, right? Right. And, that's, and a lot of people are looking at that and saying, wow, that, I, <laughs> I spent a lot of time doing things I didn't need to do just because it was a habit. Um, so we're changing our habits, we're changing our, our viewpoints and changing hopefully our values and our perspectives a little bit too, to focus a bit more on um, you know, meaningful relationships and moving a little bit away from this kind of consumerism approach that was driving a lot of our behavior up to about six weeks ago. We have an agent of change here that is just staring us right in the face, um, saying, what are you going to do about this? What, what's going to change? And I think that's a great opportunity. I absolutely agree, and I think that is a very hopeful and helpful note to end on. So thank you so much for this. Uh, no, my pleasure. Dr. McDonald, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, best of luck in Calgary. Awesome. Thanks.